Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Sanchez Miller. He is a content creator. He has worked with 700 plus brands within a year and a half. He's also a video persona coach. Welcome to the show, Sanchez. Thanks. That was a crazy intro. <laughs> I feel like I was about to start a boxing match. So. You, right, right. A con a living in uh, in these times of content creation is almost like a boxing match, and you got to win it not only for yourself but also for the client. So, well, welcome once again to the show, Sanchez. Welcome to India in this online form. And I'm sure not just in India, but a lot of people across the globe will benefit from your experience, your understanding of content. And so we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about the future of content creation with you. With so much of experience, you can certainly help. So I want to understand from you in these times of artificial intelligence into content creation, I want to understand for the audience, Sanchez, is it the worst, best of times for being into content creation or is it the worst of times? to be into a, as a content creator? Uh, it's for sure the best time. I think before AI came out, it was still the best time, but it's even better. I think it's more easy compared to how things were in the past, like maybe two to three years. Uh, now just creating content uh, for your personal brand or for your business or just to have fun, it's so much easier with all the editing apps that they have. There's even apps that allow you to uh, you can record yourself and then type in whatever you want to say. And AI will just create like your own little avatar that looks like you. It's crazy when you see it. But yeah, pretty much to answer your question, the best time is now to get an AI, 100%. Okay, okay. If it's the best of time, this particular technology, artificial intelligence, all the benefits associated with it are also available for companies, individuals. So how as a content creator, professional content creator, full-time content creator that you are, why would anyone need the services of a full-time creator, content creator from outside? Anyone can spend much, much less money and hire a person or within the organization and just, you know, get that work done. How to differentiate yourself as a content creator when you are, you know, doing that professionally for someone else. You're asking, how do I differentiate myself from other creators? Yes. Yes. So that, you know, you get work from, uh, from brands, from companies. You have worked with 700 plus brands in a year and a half. How can one do that? Because uh, brands will say, why to spend so much of money? I can keep some, uh, some junior person within the company and he or she can create the same content through the use of artificial intelligence. That is what content creators are also using. So how do you differentiate in these times? Right. So with that, I think a big thing is that a lot of people, when they try to get on camera, they're a bit nervous. Um, and you have to bring a lot of energy and make sure whatever it is that you're talking about on camera, whether let's say a brand wants to work with me and they have a product or a service, uh, one way that I differentiate myself from others is to talk about how that product or that service solves the problem of that customer. So I think a lot of people, when they try to do content creation, they focus on um, things such as the benefits. You know, how can this product or service benefit your customer? 
you know, where instead you should talk about how it solves the customer's problem, something that hurts them, something, some pain that they're dealing with. You know, I think that's uh, a big thing to start. And then also creativity. Uh, AI, the, the thing that separates content creators from AI is that AI isn't at a level yet to where it can be creative, but it's a very, very special tool to help your creativity and take it to the next level. Right, right, Sanjay. How have you been able to work with 700 plus brands in, in you know, 18 months time around? How is that? When do you create content and when do you market yourself? How do you market yourself that this insight will certainly help a lot of, you know, full-time creators who are always struggling for, uh, you know, lead generation, get potential, get customers for themselves. Right. Yeah. A lot of people actually ask me this question. So starting as a content creator, especially if you have no experience, it's very difficult because you have nothing to make content about. Right. So I found a lot of services in the United States and they have. Uh, some of these services, they, they're offered across the world, too. But I found a platform called Billow. That's B-I-L-L-O. Uh, currently, it's only in America, though. Um, but I'm sure that there's other services like it in other countries. But pretty much Billow is a platform where they market to businesses and you sign up on that platform as a creator. So basically, I signed up on that platform and Billow did all the marketing for me. And that helped me build up my portfolio as a content creator. So then what I did was I took all the content that I had on Billow and I started making my own YouTube videos and posting them on Instagram and TikTok. And then I got my own clients from there. Right. And I found other platforms. There's another one called Incense and they service other countries around the world, not just the United States. That's I-N-S-E-N-S-E. -E. Um, so they're very similar to Billow, but a little bit better, in my opinion. And pretty much I use those platforms to build up my portfolio to show brands hey, I'm great on camera. You know, I can talk about your product and help you get more sales and, you know, get people interested in whatever it is that you have to offer. So that's pretty much how I built up uh, my portfolio and got a lot of other brands interested in me. Right. Right, Sanchez. In terms of talking about video, you are a video persona coach. Help us understand what is this video persona uh, coach all about? Do, do I have to have a different persona in front of video? Do I have a different persona outside video? People talk about authenticity uh, uh, in your videos also. So how do you calibrate both the things? Help us understand what do you teach as a video uh, persona coach and who are the people who are learning for you from you and what are they learning from you? Right. So uh, as a video persona coach, what I do is I help people who want to sell their stuff on the Internet. And in order to do that, you have to make content for the Internet. You know, a lot of businesses, they want to market on TikTok and social uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you know, whatever social media platform, YouTube. They want to market on these platforms. But most brands will typically like they'll hire an agency, a film agency, or they will just run like a picture ad or something like that. But what I do is I teach uh, people, business owners primarily and uh, hustlers, so people who just kind of hustle whatever service that they have. I teach those people how to tell stories on the Internet and then lead those stories or lead their content back into helping uh, helping them sell their products to the people who are watching their content. So um, I kind of go in, I go in and like help people, let's say. One of the things that I see a lot of people struggle with is they don't really know that when you're on camera, you kind of have to beef up your energy a little bit more. 
Because if you like, like for example, if I talk how I regularly talk in real life, I hold on, let me calm down a little bit. <laughs> so I pretty much kind of just talk like this most of the time when I'm talking to people, but I have to kind of give a little bit more energy when I'm talking on camera because it's just, it's more, it connects more with the viewer rather than talking at my normal state, you know? So it's just like little bitty tips like that and helping people with their hand gestures and their facial expressions and all sorts of stuff. So I just pretty much teach people how to be on camera, how to express their ideas and uh, help them inspire people and sell their stuff on the internet. Right, right. In terms of, you know, creating business opportunities, a lot of people are looking at, you know, creating content. Uh, is content creation only for content creators? How do businesses utilize it best? Uh, can they do it in-house? Do they have to hire people from outside? How does this work in today's time? Many a times, you know, uh, the the budget is also an issue. So I want to understand in terms of, you know, how people as a content creator and how businesses who want to hire content creators come on a common ground so that, you know, there is work for everyone and there is much more a good, good outsourcing that happens. How do you define your payment in terms of, you know, how should a, pay, a creator work in terms of, Payment wise, how do they uh, define what what is the good price for them? Okay, I think you asked me a lot of questions there. I'm gonna try to get it all answered. <laughs> Let me know about it if I forgot to answer something. Um, I think the first thing you talked about was how can how do businesses create content versus content creators? Correct. Okay, so with that, I think business. One thing that I've seen a lot of businesses struggle with, especially the ones that I've worked with is that they don't they they really focus on making creating paid ad videos like everybody wants to run ads and make money off of those ads but you'll run into an issue where even if you do sell a lot of the stuff you're running ads on a lot of the people they they want to be invested in the brand they want to know what the brand is about where it came from the story behind it you know like that's the stuff that people that connects with people that keeps them coming back that makes them proud to support whatever it is that you have to offer. So I think the thing that brands need to do, um, well, it's, it's actually the same as content creators, to be honest, but the main thing is just creating organic content rather than just rather than just paid ads. Uh, the organic content part of it is basically telling the stories about, you know, how your brand came to be, um, how your how your uh, product saw or service solves somebody's problems and just telling the stories about, you know, are entertaining. You know, you, you have to create content that keeps people uh, coming back to watch you. You know, you're, you're almost like I think businesses need to think about becoming their own like media channel, like kind of like if you watch the news or there's like a media platform on television. I think brands should start thinking about how to become a personality like that. Uh, and the person who can do that, I think we're going to your next question now. The people who can do that, it doesn't matter. It's whoever's um, good on camera or whoever wants to be on camera. That could be the owner of the company. That could be the cashier. That could be the assistant. That could be the intern that just came in. You know, or you could hire somebody off of the street, your cousin, your brother, and they can come in and you know support and talk about the business on the internet. You know, it's just, it's just really all about creating that content and uh, creating content for the people. You know, give them all the free content that they can use to solve their problems 
And then if they want to solve it even better, that's when they can pay you or buy your service or product. You know, people just want to be helped and watch some stuff and they'll support you. Um, as far as payments, every creator is different. Uh, I would say it's probably based off of experience, you know, creators who've had a lot of experience with a lot of brands more than likely charge more. Um, and then also there's different systems. Like you might have a creator who hires you for one video or who you hire for one video, or you might have another creator who you will hire for six months. So the prices will definitely vary. Uh, you could get a video from a creator for probably about as low as $25 a video US and as high as $1,000. So I've seen, you know, I'm sure there's probably more people who charge more than $1,000 for, you know, the type of content that I make with your cell phone. But I think I got all your questions. <laughs> yes, yes, is. yes, you have answered. In terms of monetization, now, if you are not working, say, for brands, mm -hmm. and as a content creator, you want to create uh, for good content, how do you monetize? What are the best ways to monetize? Or is it the regular methods of waiting for sponsorships, waiting for brand tires? Or are there other ways that people are not able to see where they can actually, you know, make money as a full-time content creator? Yeah, there's several ways. The best way is pretty much what I just went over is creating organic content and then selling whatever it is that you have to offer to the people watching you. That is by far, it's the hardest way, but it is the best way and the most fulfilling in the long term uh, is building that brand and selling your products or services. The next way is also partnering with other uh, creators or other businesses and doing affiliate deals with those companies or businesses or other creators. So let's say that you're a content creator or you're a business and you have another business and all of you guys are making content, but your company wants to shout out the other business's product because you like it so much. Maybe it helped your business, right? And you can take an affiliate commission off of whatever sales that you get. So that's another way that you could do it. Um, and then the final way, what am I missing? Oh, the final way that you mentioned is getting paid off of uh, like the social media platforms, like AdSense. Uh, that's what most people probably go for. Uh, it's kind of a ripoff. Uh, obviously, you can make some good money, but it's like, you know, I look at it like this. Like, let's say that you have your your sales percentages, you know, for your company. Let's say you have a product that converts at, let's go a low number, like 2%. It converts at 2%, right? Um, if you get a million views or let's just say a hundred thousand views you know and a hundred thousand views from social media might pay you i don't know like twenty dollars <laughs> you know right. what i'm saying so it's pretty bad so if you have an offer that converts at two percent now let's say and it's your target audience let's say you have a hundred thousand views of your target audience and you have an offer that converts at two percent you know that two percent is going to be way higher than the 20 bucks that you know, you got paid from the social media platforms. So that's why I say the organic content and then having your own system where you can plug in your own products pays you a lot more and it's a lot better in, in the long term. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sanchez, in terms of user generated content, how do you look at that? Is it uh, again, is it good times yet to come or it's time is gone? Because uh, there is a whole shift that is uh, going on people are getting fatigued by creating you know if you create content for say uh, for any other company or any other way 
how does that work out do you still see that is a future of user generated content but and and getting paid for that how does that work out how can one make the best use either as an individual or either as a brand how do you make the best of usg ujc there's a variety of ways i mean a user generated content creator is essentially it's like an actor it's like you're paying some actor to come and support or represent your business and i think that's been a, around for the longest time i don't see that going away anytime in the future even with ai um i think that people who maybe don't use ai maybe they might be at a disadvantage um but i definitely think that that's still going to be around for the long run uh, just because that authenticity that we were talking about earlier being able to connect with actual real humans is very valuable and people want to see other people's experiences with your product or your service so in that regard i would say for sure like yeah it's going to be around for a while and then i'm forgetting your other question could you remind me yeah forget that then let's come to then artificial you know ai influencers a lot of companies nowadays are because they don't want to uh get into you know uh hiring people from outside or want to get into that whole thing whether for good or for bad reasons they are creating their own artificial intelligence influencers and many of these influencers ai influencers for the brands they have a considerable following so they say why not build an influencer within the organization that will stay with them and will not demand any money for, from them how do you look at this particular part of artificial intelligence for the future of content generation and you're referencing the brands creating an an ai avatar to be their content yes. creator yes yes many of them hmm you know i think from what i've seen with ai i think that it's not quite there yet but in the future it could definitely be something where you know it would be very useful but i it's really tough to say because i don't know how the public is going to react to that you know the public might actually start to resonate with these ai characters because sometimes they feel like real people <laughs> you know so it's like it's, it's too early to really tell if it's going to be a problem or not but from what i've seen so far it looks like it's going to be a very valuable thing, I would guess. Um, and I don't think people will be able to tell the difference. So I wonder what I that's a good question. I wonder what that looks like, you know, if there's a way for real life content creators and even AI content creators to work together, or does that make real life content creators useless? Hmm. Yeah, I'll think about that some more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, as you write, it's very difficult to differentiate some of these uh, models or AI influencers that they have created. Uh, they are quite, you know, uh, you uh, fascinating, you can say, interesting, you can say, you know. And that is where my next question comes in, you know, uh, Sanchez, is that a lot of people in uh, today's time, they are looking at, you know, this whole shift of moving from uh, entertainment creator entertainers from creator educators that's where the whole shift is being talked about you know and that people are coming to learn something and not less for information or entertainment how do you look at this shift 
how can creators be who are full time creators or looking at earning their livelihood from content creation look at this particular thing how can they be prepared for this part of the content creation future i didn't quite get your question there yeah a lot of people earlier on were more towards content, creating content that was entertaining a mm -hmm. bit more informative nowadays there is this whole talk about you know that people who are your followers would want to get educated by content creators and not coming to you only for pure entertainment so that whole shift is moving towards learning something learning skills learning something else you know which is going to help them in real life getting educated from content creators rather than just looking at you know getting entertained mm -hmm. that whole shift is being talked about and that is where a lot of uh, reports have also come in and that looks like to be uh, what a lot of people are focusing on that even youtube seem to be focusing on that creator educators okay and you're asking like what my opinion is on that yeah how do you see how can people get ready for this sort of a shift if at all this whatever they are talking about is, is right that okay. there will be less entertainment content and more of educational content right yeah so with the education stuff it's kind of like what i mentioned earlier i think the the biggest thing is and entertainment is still a big thing to, to attack i don't think that's ever going away but if we're talking about education it's always about how can you solve a person's problem right, right. I, I like to uh, one of my mentors he uh gave me this analogy a long time ago i kind of switched it to make it my own but you have to think of it like this you know um if you're walking down a street and a man walks up to you and he goes hey like i have ten thousand dollars at the top of this building i just want to give it to you it'll change your life you know i think most people will be a little bit sketchy about that you know they probably wouldn't be like oh yeah i want to go upstairs with some random guy and you know get ten thousand dollars even though it would change their life but that same man could walk up to you after you've been stabbed and say oh man like you're stabbed you're, you're bleeding out my car's right here you want me to drive you to the hospital you know and in that case you would be like yes yeah take me to the hospital i'm bleeding out <laughs> you know and the difference between those two situations is that one situation you're completely fine you're not worried about anything and the other situation you're in extreme pain and you want it to get fixed you don't care who helps you you just want it to get fixed so when you're creating content i think the 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 smartest thing to do is to figure out the pain that people are dealing with you know, like what it is, if you're trying to educate them on something, you know, obviously maybe all your content won't do that, but I think you should really make a big push for trying to solve people's problems that they're dealing with. And the more that you can do that, uh, the more people will come and watch your content and then be grateful for the information that you gave to them, uh, and be able to help them. And that's honestly what helps people buy your stuff more, you know, and they'll share with their friends and family and yeah, so that's the best way that I think that people should do it. Right, right. There is much to understand about content, you know, and content creation, and especially going forward, this whole uh, whole industry is changing. So for people who would want to learn more from you, more about you, and get associated with you as your client, what is the best way for them to connect with you, Sanchez? For sure. Uh, it's probably on Instagram. 
which is uh, cheddar, like the cheese, and then uh, underscore Chez, which is C-H-E-Z, and then one more underscore after that. So cheddar underscore Chez underscore. That's my Instagram. Uh, you guys can always send me a DM and ask me any questions about content. I'm always there to help. Um, and I'm pretty much Cheddar Chez on most of the other platforms, YouTube, TikTok, um, Facebook even. So, yeah, reach out if you guys need any, uh, any help or have any questions. Wonderful. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. For sure. Thanks, KJ.